Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. I'm Dr. Mark Vaughn. And I'm Larry Finney. I'm a doctor. And I'm not. Let's get started. All right. Yeah, this is another week. Welcome back, Larry. Well, I'm st- I, I'm alive for another week. Here we are. <laughs> On the continuing saga. Yeah. Uh, we. This is a unique episode because we're going to go over the messages people have sent us because we, we now have a collection of messages that we can share with our audience. And we encourage more. Because yeah, all you have to do is just go to the link in the description. Well, I guess that's not all. They do have to kind of like sign up. Well, but yeah, but it's not difficult. And they do that. You know, yeah, they, do that they, for everything. they leave a message and we talk about it. It creates more show and then they can call back in and leave more messages. It's a self-licking ice cream cone. You know, you could just keep doing this. And, I was going to say pyramid scheme, but you could feed the show. Right. Yeah. Okay. So feed the show, please. Yes. Feed, feed us. We, we need it. Oh, the other thing I was going to tell you about, we had a conversation before we started the show, you listeners. The other thing I was going to tell you about was the Auburn Medical Group YouTube channel. I don't know what happened to it, but in the last 48 hours, it's had uh, 1.2 million views. Well, that's Russian bots, probably. Oh, you're probably right. Sock puppets, you know, whatever you call them. They're just... You might be right, yeah. because I've been talking a lot about COVID-19 type topics. Yeah, yeah. And I have heard some crazy... Okay, let, let's have a competition. Who has the craziest thing they've heard that's being passed around Facebook about COVID-19? Uh, well, I don't know if I've heard any really crazy ones, but I happen to... Oh, I know. I read an article the other day that, that said... that was kind of arguing the fact that the World Health Organization, their social distancing guidelines... Now, we've always heard six feet, six feet, six feet, right? Stay six feet well, away. in the U.S., yeah. In the U.S. Now, the World Health Organization says one meter, which translates right. to three feet. Okay. Yeah. So I had to look at it to see if it was true. I was doing a little fact-checking. Sure enough, it was true. But then the World Health Organization on its website has a kind of a myth, fact or myth page, Mythbusters page. And they talk about the various, um, you know, urban legends or myths that are, are uh, surrounding COVID-19 and things like, okay, no... Uh, directly ingesting um, uh, disinfectants is not going to help you. Uh, let me see. Eating hot peppers. No, that does not help you. I did, I'd never heard of that one. Um, wearing a mask does not r- create CO2 toxicity in you. No, that doesn't happen. What Depends on some, what the mask is made out of, I guess. I, yeah, it's <laughs> solid PVC or something. Uh, or latex. I don't know. Please don't. Uh, um I don't know what were the others, but yeah, just just the usual. Oh, I know the fact that you can hold your breath for I don't know ten seconds or more without coughing or gagging or whatever doesn't mean that you don't have it. You know that that was supposed. Oh, that's a home test. That was a a home test. Inhale deeply and hold your breath for ten fifteen seconds. If you can do it with no problem, yeah, you're you're good. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's a pretty good collection. The, the, the thing I came across There were was, many more, but go ahead. Uh, it was passed along to somebody by uh, someone they were visiting, doing business with, and that was that uh, people are making appointments to get tested at the drive-up test in, uh-huh. in Placer County and being given results, either positive or negative, but, but both, uh, who don't keep the appointment to actually get tested. What? Yeah. yeah. In other words, they were getting results, but they weren't there? Yeah. 
because it's all a, a oh, it's a scam. It's a scam to uh, get Donald Trump out of office. Oh, I see. So in see, other words, that's, people, that's, I would uh, make an appointment, but I wouldn't go there. Yeah. But whoa, lo and behold, I have a I have a, a positive test, even yeah. though I didn't physically present myself. Right. You know, I was uh, I was by the area where the the, the drive up test takes place here in this little town. And I asked them, it's gone. And I asked somebody why. And they said, well, we, it's it's 100 degrees outside. Nobody wants to drive up to that tent. And well, moreover, nobody, nobody wants, wants to work, to work it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I wondered how many people were actually utilizing it. And I mean, because they're wearing, you know, some... Oh, it would be so heavy, hot to oh, be wearing that just brutal. Well, they moved it indoors, essentially, is what happened. Yeah. It wasn't like that. And, it, and I've had to use it a couple of times at the request yeah, of physicians. Stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, right. It was negative, but never have I driven up to it and had to wait. You know, it's not like In-N-Out Burger, you know, where you pull up and there's going to be 17, 18 cars ahead of you, at least they, the local one they, here. They don't want to mess around there. They just want to get the job done. Well, not only that, but but there just weren't a lot of uh, clients, customers, patients, whatever you want to call them, yeah. queued up to do it. And I'm they almost seem eager when you do pull up, you know, it's like, oh, thank God, there's something. There's a there's a reason for my dying in the heat, you know. Depends on like time of day at Dutch Brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except they don't talk to you as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tip your head back, you know, brace yourself. Here it comes. Yeah. Wow. Here's another one. Do you want a double? Do you want an extra shot? <laughs> I do not want a double. <laughs> Which of the uh, recordings should we do first? I just surprised me. Hit me. Okay. Hey, Larry. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm really happy to hear that things have gone so well and your treatment is going well. I always wonder how much an optimistic attitude has to play into um, outcomes um, for things like cancer treatment. So thanks for sharing and wish you well. So, so our caller is wondering how much an optimistic attitude yeah. affects. Well, I don't know <laughs> yet. <laughs> you haven't had prostate cancer with a bad attitude. Right. You have yet to have it with a bad attitude. Uh, and I've yet to have it post-mortem. So, <laughs> so on both counts. So on both counts. I don't really know. My intuition is that with whether it's, I don't care, whether it's prostate cancer or any other thing, having a, a, a downer attitude can't can't be of a benefit and at worst having a positive attitude could be of like no benefit but i think didn't you incredibly uh, a prescient moment send me a story it was a, not a story it was a study i forget who did it but the uh, the result essentially said and it was specific to metastatic prostate cancer said that depression did affect mortality negatively yeah, and in that study, they the way it did was through, it looked like it was through choice of treatment, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I read the abstract, or, and the abstract was so dense that I thought, well, if I got into the actual study, it would explode my head. Actually, you know what? It's because I did further reading. I saw related articles, and that's what I'm confusing it with. Uh, the related articles were complementary and alternative medicine, whether people do worse with those. And what they found was, Yes, if they're doing it instead of or in place of conventional medicine. I see. It well, wasn't in other words, that's a higher mortality if you're doing alternative medicine 
let me rephrase not as an adjunct to yeah if if you're not doing conventional medicine that's really what the point was okay it wasn't the alternative medicine that was killing them it was the not doing the conventional medicine i get it okay okay but yeah the depression thing would be uh I would think there would be a yeah. Well, then it would depression would you know extreme depression. I suppose would raise your mortality rate. I mean, um, you know, drive a person to suicide or something. I guess you know. And, and now that would be an interesting statistical anomaly. I think. Oh, I think the way it works though in this world is that if you have, um, let's say, terminal cancer, you get so depressed that you commit suicide. They count your death. Not as a cancer death, but as a COVID nineteen death. I think that's how it works in this world. <laughs> Did you notice our our stats now indicate when somebody's in the hospital or what the number of COVID nineteen patients? They indicate how many of them it's because of COVID nineteen they're in or that they're in the ICU. So that now there's there's no saying oh they're counting. Right. You're actually getting the number. He was here for some other issue. So so if there's 10 people in the ICU, it'll say eight of them are in the ICU because of COVID-19. Specifically because of. Yeah. As opposed to being there because they had appendicitis or whatever. Because there were people asking, well, how many of these are there because of How many of them would have been there anyway? Uh Uh-huh. Which you can't really ask that because when you have start adding chronic or not even chronic, chronic or acute conditions together, the whole picture gets worse. So it's not the same as if they didn't have it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Chicken egg stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, what's what's the uh Okay, so positive attitude. I guess uh Yeah, yeah, that, it, that it would study. Be, it would behoove me to, you know, maintain something of a positive attitude. It doesn't hurt whether you want to or not. Whether I want to or not. And and I suppose that if things got really unpleasant, uh that might be that may be more difficult. I guess Which I, brings up another question. I'm I'm not yeah. Was it the disease that was making them depressed? And that's why they're worse, because they have worse disease. Oh. Or might they have been depressed? And I, I also did not read the entire article to see if they tried to come up with a way to control for that. Ah, okay. That would, I would think that would be a really difficult thing to control for. You know, depression, a- attitude, whatever. I mean, what do you do? You give them... I mean, I know there are pharmaceuticals for it, but I mean, it's more than just saying to somebody, hey, buck up, you know? Put a smile on your face. Sometimes it is more than that. Yeah. Walk on the sunny side of the street or whatever. It just doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. It, but, but uh, you know, frankly, I, I guess, and, and not that I want this to change, but I haven't really been challenged in that realm yet. Good. You know, my, my side effects from chemo, et cetera, have been very minimal. And, uh, you know, if, if people didn't know I was, you know, they wouldn't know that I was doing chemo, no. you know. No. You know, I've been shaving my head for couple decades now so other than if they study me very carefully they go where did his eyebrows go or his eyelashes for that matter where does he keep them where does he keep them in a face by the jar by the door (laughs) anyway so let's uh go on to another recording just sending a shout out to larry This is from Lindsay Antwine. I am so sorry to hear about your diagnosis, but I'm very pleased to hear things seem to be on an upward trajectory for you. I hope that trend continues, definitely. Um, I think probably who you need to see is a guy named Dr. Terry Bull. Heard a lot of great things about him. You know, he can help with all kinds of problems, medical or otherwise. 
just depending on what your particular problem is. But yeah, I highly recommend him. Great guy. And I'm very glad to say that I will now be listening through all the backlogs of Medically Speaking podcast. It'll definitely be in my rotation from now on. Can't believe I haven't listened before. So, yeah. Hey, Lindsay, I appreciate the uh, the shout out. Um, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for the well wishes. Uh, Dr. Bull. Terry Bull. We haven't we haven't heard from him in a long time. Um, there are rumors that he's I suspect that he's hiding out in some South American country <laughs> where extradition rules don't apply. Uh, you know, he's always he's kind of shady. <laughs> And, and I think there are people that are looking for him that want to find him, but he doesn't want to be found. You know, with, with the hair loss, I was just wondering if maybe you would benefit from whoever Terry Bull gets his hair from. Oh yeah. That would be, that would be like a transplant of, uh, almost like, um, you know, planting sod on a, on a torn up athletic field or something, <laughs> you know, I think that that guy, remember that witch doctor, Dr. Ehi? That yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember what that was. Well, I think he might be trying to steal Doctor Terry's soul. He may have he may have tracked him down and cast a voodoo spell on him. You know, and I'm and trying for, to remember. Yeah, there was there was like comments on the video or something. It was this guy. Yeah. So so for people who don't know what the heck we're talking about, there is a there is a character Doctor Terry Bull who can be found on YouTube. Uh, Terry uh, Bull is spelled B U H L. R-Y-B-U-H-L, is that? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Terry Bull. And if you uh, look him up on YouTube, you'll find all kinds of uh, interesting uh, vignettes. But you'll see why he's probably uh, a wanted man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, sorry, Lindsay, I, I don't think I'll be probably, I probably won't be consulting with him. You're doing so I'm, well, you don't need I'm, him. Yeah, I've, I have to say I'm getting some pretty good care as it is. I am pretty satisfied with the... Uh, physicians with who, who whom are in my treatment circle right now so but uh you know if he does pop up i'll uh you know i'll say hi for you we talked earlier about the complimentary medicine his would be like the insulting medicine <laughs> absolutely <laughs> there's complimentary and there's insulting yes he is he's he, he practices insulting medicine he's like uh who's the insult comedy dog that's uh, the true alternative medicine right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's an alternative to complementary medicine. It's insulting yeah. medicine. Yeah, so Dr. Terry, I think, I imagine if you went to him and said, hey, doc, I think I have metastatic prostate cancer, he said, get over it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll just, you know, it's the old Henny Youngman, doc, it hurts when I go like this. Well, don't go like this, yeah. Insult the disease away. <laughs> Practice psychiatry on the uh, prostate cancer. Okay, and then we had uh, a, a third message. We'll play it. Hey, I need to know what coronavirus updates there are. So that's from Ethan. Um, it sounded like a youthful listener. It, it did. Yeah, he has a youthful sound to his voice. I, I would agree. And I, I, I don't know who this is. Yeah, unless that was, uh, you know, auto-tuned or something to make... Maybe. maybe. <laughs> it, it didn't sound uh, like they were running it through all sorts of production... Uh, yeah. processes but yeah, great voice he could uh, work in you know 
animations or whatever. I, I think you could have future voiceover, yeah. Well, that's an interesting question, though, um, you know, to ask what coronavirus updates there might be. There are, they're everywhere. No I mean, end to it. There's yeah. no end to it. You go to, let's say, let's say you go to Google News. It, if you don't see something about coronavirus, you are, you're in an alternate universe. Yeah, that's for sure. But- but he came to us, so well, that's good. So maybe you could turn him on to some uh, legitimate. Uh, well, don't you do a like a, a couple minutes every five day, minutes. five minutes? Yeah, weekdays. Yeah, it's called Doctor Vaughn's COVID nineteen updates. All right, and it's found wherever you found this podcast. All right, so you didn't really you didn't hire a kid to call in and do this or get I, one of your you know. No, I don't know who this is. Really? Yeah. Okay, he did. You, this is not a setup. No. He, He's hired to toss a softball right down the middle. We do not know where this came. We don't even know where in the country this came from. Wow. A Russian bot. Yeah, the other ones we know where they came from because we know Lindsay's in North North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. And we know Leanne's in California. But this one, I don't know who this is. Yeah. He is in Moscow, comrade. That could be. You know, that's who's watching all my videos, so... (laughs) So yeah, we have Dr. Vaughn's COVID-19 updates. And then of course there's the sources I get my information from. I, I get uh, the email security update from Johns Hopkins University on COVID-19. They actually have two of them. Yeah. And uh, and just going to their website for updates is good. And then the CDC of course is a sort of a great source. I have a little, the caveat is it's hard to find what you're looking for. There's a lot there, but you have to know how to find it. Yeah, yeah. So... How many of them are actually real? Well, like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad information out there. There is, there is. Uh, that's why I'm careful about what names I throw out. Yeah, um, I, I I feel very comfortable with the World Health Organization, although I know there's some in our government who don't. But you know, the other day I was seeing a I don't know something on the net about science. Well, science seems to be changing its mind on things, and no, the argument was science is a process. It's not. It is not the truth. It seeks to find the truth and it's not changing its mind. It's updating, refined. it updates what is known based on additional facts. Yeah. These, these journals come out weekly, monthly, quarterly with studies in them because we're still doing science. Well, yeah. I mean, if science we didn't, didn't finish it, <laughs> yeah. If science didn't update itself, we'd still think the world was flat, you know, we'd still, still be operating under that assumption. Thankfully, science is not like lost. It's still going. Oh God, lost! What a what a disappointing show that was. <laughs> anyway, that that was one of those travesties that oh. should never have happened. Yeah, you know, if if there was licensing for screenwriters, oh yeah, they'd have it revoked. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they're those those guys are involved in really good stuff outside. They are. Of I think Lo- what happened and, was and they, Lost was good when it started. He did. You know, they. I think they started off with something and then just didn't know where to take it. I think so. You know, they, they, they wasn't. Should. They didn't know what the end was when they started the journey. They should have asked Vince Gilligan to get us out of this. Yes. Yeah. Of of Breaking Bad fame. Yes. Absolutely. So where do we go from here? Uh, COVID nineteen wise, or uh, with, with your uh, your update on your health? Oh well, okay. My latest update in imaging. Um, let's see. Uh, the the PSA continues to to fall. And that's a good thing. The CT soft tissue imaging uh, looks pretty darn good. The bone scan is a mixed bag, however. 
Okay. I think they, they the I, I didn't actually look at the imaging, and if you read the, you know, if you read a radiologist report, they they talk about every possible thing that they can see, kind of like a maybe somebody doing a walkthrough inspection on a house or yeah. they're going to buy. I mean, they yeah. look at they're they're not going to not mention everything. So yes, you know, it, it gets kind of ponderous, and you know, but but the uh, the summary of it is. Uh, there were areas in the bones that have improved, areas that have not changed, and possibly some new areas of involvement. Oh. So um, the there's a specialist in San Francisco at the UCSF uh, who said, well, he's going to present my case to their tumor board. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was an interesting term. Would you like to be president of the tumor board? You know, the, they meet every couple of weeks. Anyway, they, all these guys sit around and, you know... Um, yeah, generally you'll have an gals. oncologist or, 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 or more yeah. surgeons, uh, a pharmacologist who knows the pharmacology of the medicine, a radiologist who knows how to read the studies and, oh, okay. and which ones are good to do. Yeah, and come up with something. But in the meanwhile, they said, look, uh, at this point, we don't see any reason not to continue the chemo train. So all aboard. More. Well, I mean, at this point, th- th- this this all this news came about a week ago, so... Um, I am today is Sunday. I am one week removed from my last or most recent, I should say, chemo. That was number 13 in a series of what should have been or was expected to be six, because that's kind of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, my, my local oncologist said she's never seen anyone take more than six. <laughs> never. So there's no scheduled 14? Uh, there kind of is, yeah. Oh, the, I'm okay. proof. I'm proof right. for it. I mean, unless um, we get a call or there's a recommendation from UCSF that says, "Hey, I think we can do something different," okay, or that we ought to. But they're, if they're going to say, "Well, no, everything's kind of looking," let's just keep going. So I'm kind of waiting for for that. Meanwhile, how do I feel? I feel fine. You know, just ducky. So um, all systems are working and. Uh, you know, I, I sleep like a normal person the, right now, today, I think my, I think my taste buds, it's not so much taste buds. It's, it's the sensation inside my mouth, um, that affects my eating. It's kind of like, okay, we've all, I think I've described this before, but I, I, uh, we've all f- had experience feeling a cat's tongue or being licked by a cat, how rough that is, you know, their, yeah. their tongues. My tongue against the roof of my mouth feels like that for a, a couple of days, you know, three or four days post-chemo. Um, it's like the, all the epithelial cells and the mucus and stuff is all gone from the roof of my mouth. You cough up hairballs? I don't do that yet. <laughs> well, this I, I have no hair to lick. Oh, I mean, if I were, if I were licking my forearms, yeah, I just don't, I could with impunity because I just don't have any, but, um, no, but then that goes away. And and the thing, again, I'm fortunate. I I hear so many people, uh, patients that, you know, that taste thing that no food tastes good. uh, They lose their appetite completely. Or if, if it's not the taste issue, it's a vomiting issue or whatever. I, I, I don't. Good. Oh, man. I ate me a New York strip steak last night. Wow. With some mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, it, it, certain tastes or certain, uh, I should say, certain flavors are more 
appealing to me during this phase. Weird is, and, and they, I kind of think I've categorized them. They tend to be acidic hmm. or like tomato sauce, uh, sauerkraut, pickles, um, you know, sharp, tangy tasting things hmm. will work. All, all fruit works. Um, I decided last night unequivocally that kale in any of its forms does not work. Do not bring me kale. Send it away. That's not a threat. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing it. No kale. No. Don't want it. Um, but uh, here in a couple of days or so, I expect absolutely normal return to, uh, oh, I ate a, I ate a, a In-N-Out burger for lunch today. And oh, okay. That went in rather well. Yeah. Those always taste well. I, I'll take that back. Those don't always taste good. If I'm in the the throes of the bad taste, like if you, if you get to a point where an In and Out burger doesn't taste good, you know, bad. yeah, you know something's gone, I'm gone sorry. off. Sorry yeah. you experienced that. But I'm good. I'm good. Well, uh, I'm not going to say what's coming up next week, but in two weeks we will have Doctor James Dunn, urogynecologist. Oh wow! Yeah. A urogynecologist. Yeah. Not not mine. Not a Euro trash gynecologist, but a <laughs> a urogynecologist. I'm sure that those exist. Wait a minute. Too, but... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Explain it to me. I know what a urologist, I know what a gynecologist is. Does a urogynecologist have patients of both genders? Oh, that's something we'll have to ask. Okay. To my knowledge, he doesn't. Well, you know, I'm, and I'm sorry for our listeners who, you know, I think I may have triggered some people by saying both genders, implying that there are only two, but. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, I watched uh, more than the first half of that uh, documentary that's on, is it on Netflix, I think? Uh, inter, inter, intersexual or, uh, anyway, it's, it's a, a documentary on these intersex people. You know, they're born with the ambiguous genitalia. Oh. And it's just all these people that, you know, they, you could go either way and stories about how they, you know, went one way with them and it was, it was not a, a, the thing to do and operations and problems growing up and deciding, no, nah, the one they signed me just doesn't fit. Wow. No. <laughs> and how the chromosomes just don't even, in some of these people just don't even, it doesn't matter. Well, until next week, keep a good attitude. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. Tune in next week when once again you will hear Dr. Mark Bond say, Until next time, stay in good health.